Welcome to Divine Transmissions. I'm your host, Lisa Marie Shakti Ma, bringing you powerful transmissions to radically expand your consciousness and elevate your frequency. So I'm excited. Today we're going to be talking about your perception is your reality. What you perceive is your reality. And I'm going to help you learn how to look past the illusion so that you can begin to perceive something different and ultimately alter your reality. Ooh, does that sound nifty? <laughs> All right, so this is a pretty complex um, topic matter. So bear with me as I kind of start to get into the nitty gritty and start to bring you the information so you can start to understand what I want to teach you today. So we're gonna start with the brain. I know in spirituality, we don't talk about the brain very much, right? Even the mind, like we, we talk about the heart and we say no mind, or we don't want mind. We don't talk about the brain very much. But in this one, we are because this is one of our tools, actually, and our mind can also be a tool in a lot of different ways. And I like to always kind of bring in paradoxes. You learn one thing, great, I'd like to throw something else at you because through the paradoxes, we expand in even more higher levels of consciousness. So the brain. Your brain is very much like a computer. What it is programmed, it functions within those, those kind of limits, that code, right? A computer doesn't think beyond the programs. It's programmed and it works well within that. It analyzes, it computes within those programs. And if you wanted to know something else or to be able to do something new, you have to put new programs in it. And sometimes it gets outdated. <laughs> you have to repro, you know, upgrade it basically. And that's very similar to your brain. Our brain receives information from our external reality through our eyes, through our ears, through our senses, basically. And it concocts all of this information within that space of learning. It learns through our senses. And so basically it learns by what we are programming it with. Did you ever think about that? So what you see, what you hear, what you experience, and then how you are creating in that moment, the exact moment you're seeing and experiencing something, you're creating thoughts and emotions within that experience. And all of that your brain is bringing in and then do, 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 creating an analysis of what that circumstance meant. It's creating a perception of that moment. And of course, this happens like very, very quickly. <laughs> this is how we create beliefs. And of course, we also create beliefs by what we're taught and through society, but it's all through the senses. Everything the brain experiences is through the senses. Your consciousness, however, can go beyond that. You can experience things beyond the brain through consciousness. Back to this wonderful tool called the brain. 
So the brain creates these filters, basically, of perception over the years from when you're first born and you start to take on understandings of things through experiences, through what you're taught, your brain starts to create beliefs and filters about how it sees the world. So basically, we see our reality, we see the world, we perceive our reality through the filters that we have created in our brain. And you could also say in your mind. Some of these filters are also kind of given to us, not given, but we come into this life with certain filters that we're meant to experience and understand, particularly in this life, so we can transcend them. And those filters are given to us via our chakra systems. So this is when people connect to like other lives and they have a similar experience and they realize, oh, right, that's why I'm scared of water is because that happened in that other life. We bring that in through our chakra system into this life. But then when we start to, as a young child, start to experience water, that fear is triggered through the chakra system and the brain then registers. The brain analyzes that information. And all of a sudden we perceive water to be scary we perceive that there's danger there, that maybe something will happen or however it shows up. Now, this is where it gets a lot of, to be a lot of fun. Your reality is a projection of the very information that your brain has. Your reality is a projection of your beliefs, both as an individual human and also as the collective of humanity. And so what do I mean by that? Humanity has already agreed on certain beliefs to create our world. So for instance, the sky is blue, the ocean is blue, that we have these structures within our planet, that we look a certain way, are we as humans, we have two arms and two legs and a head. All of these are agreed upon beliefs for our collective so that we can come together and work as a community. Otherwise we'd all be trying to create something differently. And then you have your own personal beliefs within your life. And through those beliefs, again, as I said, things that you were brought in with as well as things that you acquire throughout your life, you begin to project those beliefs. You're always projecting them, but the more solidified they become, because as a child, you don't really have a whole lot. You're very open to just what is that you're experiencing. And then as you start to take on experiences and as your brain starts to analyze and create, you start to solidify in some beliefs very quickly actually for some. And then through those beliefs, you project that into your reality. 
have actually been shown that our third eye is not only a receiver of light, but it's also a projector of light. And I did wanna mention before I continue that if you guys are watching this, please feel free to join in on the chat, comment, ask questions. I really adore interaction. So I would love to see some interaction from you guys. And I also want you to begin to start to ask yourself, what are some ways in which you perceive your reality? What are some beliefs which you perceive to be true? As I carry on this conversation, kind of let that the question settle in, see what comes up. So the projector in our head, you may have heard that our reality is a holographic image. And I know that a lot of times that's really hard to understand because it's, it's so solid, right? Like it feels solid. And that's again, one of the things that we have agreed upon because we've agreed upon a physical reality in a certain density so that we could experience physicality because it's a lot of fun to be able to feel is a lot of fun. So if it's completely holographic and light, a much higher density, it's a very different experience. There's so many things that we get to experience in this world because we have agreed that it has denseness to it. So back to this holographic reality. Everything is made of awareness, love, and light. So even the most physical structure, a mountain, massive, massive mountain like we have here in Colorado is all just made out of light, particles and wavelengths. And this is really being proven quite substantially now in physics, quantum physics. And the more you begin to really take this in, the more empowered you actually are. Because it's not really about it being an illusion in the sense that you're silly for believing in it. It's more like, I like to call it malleable. Your reality is malleable. Light can change. It's not fixed. And that's super empowering to realize because for many of us, we didn't believe that, right? We thought or we have believed that it's, this is what we get, basically. What you see is what you get. And so when we start to really take in the idea that this is a holographic image that we are co-creating, it's really exciting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it as well, right? Like all of a sudden you're responsible, <laughs> but that's empowerment. So you can either look at it as now you're responsible or you can look at it as now you're empowered, totally up to you. So this holographic image that you're co-creating, right? What do I mean by co-creating? Well, of course, like I said, we're co-creating with all of humanity. You walk into a city, you're not the only one that has been co-creating that scene, right? That scene has been 
co-created for a very, very long time by a lot of people. If you live in a house with other people, then you're really co-creating quite often. You're co-creating what goes on in the house, the energy of the house, the beliefs and the projections within that space. So just like spheres of consciousness that I always talk about, we have higher spheres of consciousness, more awareness, and then we come down into lower spheres of consciousness where we are just simply the mind. You also have kind of these spheres of creation. You have your own personal creation, like everything that you do completely within yourself. And then maybe what you do within your family or your close, close people, and then maybe your job, your city, your state, your country, the planet, and ultimately the universe, although we don't really see that a lot. We're not as connected to it, but it exists. And we're, guess what? We're co-creating that too. <laughs> we're busy, busy, busy bees. <laughs> So within this creation is the reflection of what you perceive to be true. So your reality reflects what you perceive to be true. You can also think of it as, as you watch something happen in your reality, you are literally perceiving that reality through the filters, you can imagine like stained glass, layers of stained glass in front of you, and you're perceiving, you're looking through them. You're seeing your reality through those layers of beliefs. Hi, Brie, welcome. This is why different people can experience the same circumstance very, very differently. This is why we have so many different understandings of one thing and why we have so many different disagreements of one thing because everybody has a slightly different perspective and their perspective is absolutely 100% unique to them. So your perspective is 100% unique to you. How cool is that? Nobody has all of the information from your soul, all of your experiences from your soul that you've gained, all of your karma, your beliefs, all of that exactly like you do. And so even when something is the exact same circumstance is being perceived by two individuals, they're seeing that circumstance through their own unique filters of beliefs. So while we can all experience very similar things, and we can even agree like, oh yeah, that happened and that happened, our 100% detailed perspective, it will be subtly different or drastically different than another person depending on how different our filters are. So a lot of times if you're hanging out with like people that you resonate with, you have very similar filters, quite frankly. 
because you both perceive or whoever, both or many, perceive your reality in similar ways. So you resonate with each other. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And then somebody who perceives their reality in a very contrast way to you, you're like, I don't get you. And they're like, well, I don't get you. I'm like, great. Well, you just stay over there then. <laughs> and then there's all this disagreement about how things are, right? This is really wonderful to understand as well, besides just empowering yourself, it begins to really allow you to see where people are coming from, which creates a lot of compassion and understanding and acceptance. And that is something we all really need a lot of right now. <laughs> so back to what I was saying, you're watching something happen. And as you're watching it, as you're experiencing, because maybe you're not watching it, maybe you're feeling it, maybe you're tasting it, you're running through your plethora of senses during that time and perceiving all of the information. Because guess what? Light is information. So this entire reality is filled to the brim. I mean, 100% solid information. <laughs> it's not solid. You get what I mean? Solid information. That's what the universe is made out of. So everything that you see, experience in your reality is information. And then that information is filtered through your chakras, actually, through your beliefs, through your senses, through all of that. And then you perceive it through all of that quite a bit when you really think about it. And so first off, I want to connect you to kind of like where this goes a little bit wonky. <laughs> because let's admit, there's some wonky perspectives out there. <laughs> so this goes wonky when there's a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of distortions within the filters, within the chakras, even within the senses, right? Like somebody who maybe isn't hearing as well as somebody else is going to have a different experience than somebody who hears really, really well. The distortions within the chakras are like trauma and pain, emotions that have been pushed down things that haven't been fully understood or realized, the chakras actually become distorted. And so it's almost like taking that lens, that um, stained glass and like smearing it with mud or even cracking it a little bit. Actually, that's a better way to put it. I like that even more because when you crack the glass, what happens? You get refraction, the light bends and changes very dramatically. Refraction, what a beautiful thing. I can like see it in my mind right now. So when people experience traumas and things as a child or throughout their life, if they're not able to fully process them, they get distortions within their filters. And then they're perceiving whatever it is in their reality with those distortions. And so all of us are doing this to some degree. 
When we talk about being a clear being, a pure being, a clarified being, when we talk about healing, we talk literally about like clearing off those filters and even lighting them up, lightening them up so that they achieve the most clarity of light, of information, direct information, also known as, excuse me, direct experience, directly experiencing reality. So that's all the information for you to kind of understand and begin to look at, like I said, what perceptions do you have about your reality? What beliefs do you kind of carry on into your reality? So then what you can see, what you can begin to see now that you start to become aware of all of this, like I said, we have this projector coming out of our head into our reality. So let's take the belief of lack, because this is such a big one, right? I lack money, I lack time, I lack resources. I need more money, I need more time, I need more resources. So in that energy of, of lack, okay? So first off, understanding that again, there are chakras where actually they're distorted, okay? Root chakra, sacral chakra, even potentially solar plexus chakra, those are distorted and how they're receiving information. So I'm using this as an example. There's infinite abundance available right now. Abundance is always here. You don't have to get abundance. You don't have to manifest abundance. It's here right now. It's infinite, always. The direct experience of this moment would be infinite abundance, infinite love, infinite light and awareness. So abundance is here, but because we believe that we lack it, that direct experience of abundance comes in refracted. So we perceive our reality. Even if something is trying to show up as abundance, we see it as lack. We perceive it to be lack. So I'm asking for some examples to come in, but I'll keep talking. So one, one example that wants to come in is abundance doesn't always come through in financial, in a, excuse me, in monetary money. It doesn't, abundance doesn't always show up as a money. And so sometimes abundance is trying to get to us in other channels. And because we can't see it, because we believe that we lack and we just need more money and somehow that's gonna solve it that doesn't even, we don't even see that it's there. It could be an opportunity. It could be something that has a tremendous amount of abundance to it. And we don't even see it, literally do not see it. Or when little things are constantly channeling in of little bits of money, we don't see that either as abundance because we think of abundance as like drop a big bag of gold in my lap. That's fucking abundance. Probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> Excuse the F-bomb. <laughs> However, you take all those little trinkles 
of money coming in and it can totally add up to mass amounts of abundance. But because again, we don't perceive it that way, we only see lack. So everything's trying to show us abundance, everything. We just keep seeing lack. We're looking at bills that are going out and it's just lack, not enough, lack, not enough. Not ever paying attention to all the other ways in which abundance is trying to show it to us because we can't, literally can't see it. A lot of times we literally can't see this stuff because the information is distorted, trying to come in to our space. Then within that space, we perceive that our reality is validating that we lack. See, look at that, all these bills that I'm paying. See, I lack. See, that's another one, I lack. See, there's another couple hundred dollars, I lack. And the vicious cycle continues. Your projection, I lack. Your reality mirrors that, reflects that because it's holographic, you lack. And then you see that, you take it in, I lack. You project out, I lack, you lack. You see the cycle that keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening. This is one of the main reasons why people really struggle to shift their reality. So another thing that wants to come in is like, let's say along the same lines of lack, okay, somebody's like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I really want to manifest abundance because that's how it's always worded, manifest abundance. Like it needs to be created, okay? I wanna, I'm pointing that out specifically. I want to manifest about, I'm going to call that in. I'm going to meditate and I'm, I'm not, I'm not making fun here. Okay. I'm using this as an example. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to bring in abundance. So that person begins to meditate and maybe visualize and maybe use affirmations, right? Like I am really abundant or I am very abundant or money flows to me easily and effortlessly. Okay. Then what happens, because this is how this stuff happens, is you're, you're trying to create something, but you have a belief, I lack. And so you're like, oh, I'm abundant, I lack. I'm abundant, I lack. And so when you put that out there, like I'm abundant, money flows easily to me, your mind is still projecting, I lack. And this is where the opportunity is. In this moment, this is where you can ultimately shift it. Because as your subconscious, all those things that go on in your subconscious of your mind, of your brain, are projecting out into your reality that you lack. And your reality goes, okay, here's your belief. You lack. You're saying you don't. This is your belief that you lack. So now in that moment, you get to make a choice. Do you believe this, your reality, the illusion, the holographic image that you projected yourself? Or in that moment, do you choose a different perspective? Do you choose to believe something else? This is where the fun gets to come in. What do I mean by this? 
I mean that you're wanting to create this new belief. You're wanting to reprogram yourself in the line of abundance, in alignment with the belief that there's abundance. But as you do that, if, it's, if there's a contradictory, an opposing belief, so to speak, I'm abundant, I lack. See how absolutely opposing those are? <laughs> then that will show up for you to make the determination of what you wanna believe. So when your reality, so as you say, I'm abundant and you start meditating and you start bringing in all these visions and you start to say affirmation, money comes easy and fluidly to me. And ultimately you believe that that's not true, that you, that you ultimately lack and that maybe even you're not worthy of abundance. Then the next thing that potentially will happen is your reality from your subconscious projecting it into your holographic reality your reality will turn that around and be like, oh, look, here's a bunch of bills that you forgot you had to pay. Now, what do you think? This is all you doing this, just to be clear. This is your higher mind, your higher self being like, sweet, yes, you wanna change your beliefs, great. Here's the opportunity. Here is what you actually believe in your face, in your reality, showing in the mirror. Now you get to choose. So it's not like the universe is doing anything to you. I don't want to have it seem that way. You're doing this. <laughs> you, your mind, and your higher self are creating this. It's beautiful. And again, this is where empowerment is. So great, all these bills show up. So usually what happens is we go, oh, Darn it, we get triggered, right? We get triggered in our lack belief or perhaps our unworthiness. Oh God, there's this bill and we're paying it and we just feel like crap as we got triggered in all that energy and we're not necessarily aware of it. So we're paying those bills and we're like, there goes another $500. Hope this abundance shows up pretty soon because I am still lacking. And once again, that's all repeated. And so like, that's why affirmations often don't work. Even visualization often doesn't work. That's why a lot of this stuff often doesn't work because in the moment that our reality shows us something, we believe it. <laughs> we perceive it through our limiting beliefs and we believe it. So I like what one of the commenters, Bree says, is gratitude is what turned everything around for me, shedding all that is no longer for me to make room for abundance, love, and light. Yes. So gratitude is that awareness that you have, because you can't be grateful for something you don't have. <laughs> you could be grateful for not having it. <laughs> I guess you could do that. But gratitude is that space, that openness. It's an open energy. It's an energy of love, of appreciation, and recognition. It's the energy of recognition. You recognize all that you have in your life, have in your life. 
So of course that's the opposite of lack, right? Because you have it. So that's a great avenue in which to begin to shift these things. That's one of the tools is gratitude. Okay. And I'll kind of bring that in as I walk you guys through. Okay, so what do we do with all this great information, right? How do we shift this? And this is the fun part. And it's so much fun because you get to play. <laughs> and if we're not playing, forget about it. What's the point of any of this? Really, I'm serious. Like if you cannot play in your life, it's no fun. Bring in fun, guys. Bring in enjoyment, bring in like the childlike fun, laughter, curiosity, ridiculousness. Ridiculous, right? Because you can begin to see how, oh yeah, there's all those bills showing up. <laughs> That's me telling myself, no, remember you believe in lag. That's funny. <laughs> okay. So there's a couple of ways that we can go about doing this. So the first way is through imagination. And I like this one so much because I have a very direct experience with this. Imagination, right? As kids, we have lots of it. <laughs> All we do is imagine. And we have lots of fun in that space. And we're imagining all these crazy worlds and we're interacting with them and it's fun. And then somewhere along the way, we lose all that imagination. But your imagination is your creative energy and you are creating your reality. So what better way to do it than through imagination? And so I'll give you my own little story about this. All through my younger life and into high school, when I wanted something really badly, it always showed up. I always got it. And I was not at all from like a rich family or anything like that. I, I manifested it. I didn't know that that's what I was doing. And everybody was always like, why does this happen to you? <laughs> How do you do this? And then I left the country to travel at the age of 19. And I manifested all that. And the first place I went to was Fiji. And I had friends that lived there. And on their table was this book called Visualization. And I read it and I realized, because what she was talking about was how you can visualize in order to basically manifest. I had no idea what any of that was. And I was like, hmm, that's super interesting. I guess that's what I've been doing all this time. And I forgot about it and it took me many, many years to come back to it. <laughs> but it works is my point. It works very, very, very well. And so what I would do when I really, really wanted something is I would play it in my head. I would put myself I would be doing things, you know, I'd be doing chores, doing work, all this stuff, and just visualizing when I get that, when I get this, this is what it's going to look like. And this is what it's, this is how I'm going to feel. And I would just play little movies over and over and over and over in my head. And so what was happening? I was telling my brain, because your brain doesn't know the difference between your imagination, your awake state, and your dream state. That's why your dreams can seem so real until you wake up into a different reality, right? Because your brain's, it's visceral. Through your senses, your brain's like, whoa, this is happening right now. Okay, what are we thinking about this? What's going on? Let's compute this. Let's analyze through your senses. So when you make it visceral, when you bring in all the senses, your brain thinks it's happening. Especially the more you can do it. You can really, really visualize it. 
same like big dreams, right? Dreams are very visual. And that's what I would do. I would visualize them with my eyes open and really, really visualize it. And so I was telling my brain, hey, this is happening. You know how we talk about like, if you want to manifest something, speak as if in it is already here. It's for the same reason, because you're trying to tell your brain, hey, this exists right here, right now. So that you can then project that existence into your reality, into your holographic illusion. So if you do this enough, if you really use your imagination and you bring in all the senses and you're just constantly visualizing, imagining as clearly, as crisply, with feelings, with sight, with what you hear, potentially what you would taste and smell if that's relevant. But how would it feel? What would, what would be the emotions involved? Maybe what would it feel like to your body? What would it look like, of course? The colors, the detail, what would it sound like? All of that energy you bring in to your imagination and your brain starts to rewire itself. This is scientifically proven. Because again, the brain is just receiving information, it's programs and computing it and analyzing and creating beliefs within that. Okay, this is what's occurring. So then that gets projected out into your reality. And if you do it enough, your reality begins to reflect that back. And then there's that validation and the beautiful circle this time, right? Because it's what you want. <laughs> so that's one way. Another way, like Bree said, is when we're using like the example of lack, yeah, is to focus on the opposite, right? Like gratitude. Or like if you're trying to attract love in your life, you focus on the things that you love, hopefully yourself, instead of the things that you hate or dislike about yourself, right? So if you focus on all the things you love about yourself and you love about your life and looking for beauty and love everywhere, then that's what you're projecting. You're telling your brain, hey, there's lots of love present. I'm in love. Your brain doesn't care what you're in love with. It doesn't care what your gratitude is toward. It just feels and knows that. Okay, gratitude. Great. We have, we have. Okay, love. Great. We have, we have love. Love exists. Projects that into your reality. Validation once again. Those are really great tools in order to connect to that stuff. You can also use affirmations, but be sure that you're able to say it with some truth. Because if you're saying it like, I have lots of abundance, I have lots of money, I have millions of dollars. <laughs> Do you don't believe it? Your brain's gonna notice that by the way. So you have to be able to word it in a way that you can, okay, I got that. I, I, like, I, can, I can connect to that and I can believe that. So you can shift the words around to create something that you can believe in. And then when you say that, because your voice is very powerful, that's why people teach affirmations. Our voices are very powerful. As you say that out loud, using your voice, controlled by your brain, and then you hear it through your ears, you're like validating it to yourself through your own brain. <laughs> also, people write, write it, 
right? Or they make vision boards. It's the same thing. Like all oh, this abundance or love, right? And then they affirm that I, I have abundance and then they see the vision board and that comes into their eyes and all of that is feeding their brain to neurologically rewire within that information. But where the real trick is, is how you react to the illusion. So this is where it goes wrong. So no matter what you do, no matter how you want to manifest something, whatever resonates with you, affirmations, vision boards, imagination, although I will say imagination is very, very powerful. It's using all of the senses, okay? You can also tap into the, the energy of that, um, yeah, that potential. Like, what would it feel like if you just had so much money, you never had to think about money again? You can feel what that feels like and tap into that energy. And just like a tuning fork, you can begin to vibrate at that if you do it enough. Same as the imagination, it's the same thing. So then the important part is then when you're still working out the, the limiting beliefs, when you're still working through the chakras, because all of this is going to bring healing or the potential for healing, because all of the ways in which you don't believe that, all of the ways in which you have experienced lack, maybe you were really, really poor as a child and you were told that, no, you can't have that because basically, you know, you're not worthy of us spending money on you, okay, or something like that that trauma exists in your chakra. So as you go through this process, your reality is going to reflect all of that because that's what it does. It reflects all of your beliefs, including those in your subconscious. Then you get to choose in that moment to not believe what your reality is reflecting to you. And that's really hard for people because we have given so much validation to what we see. Seeing it is believing it, right? Like who came up with that stupid statement? <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Absolutely not true. So you can just like wipe that out of your brain. <laughs> We've given so much validation because all of this feels real. Well, well, this is solid, so this is real. And my imagination is fake because it's just in my head. Meanwhile, to your brain, it's actually the same thing if done right. And meanwhile, it's all made out of light and information. So it literally is the same. You're the one validating the physical over everything else. You're the one that's validating that. Yeah, sometimes again, hearing these things is like, whoa, okay, that's intense. But this is how we get empowered. It's by seeing how we're doing these things. We can stop doing them. <laughs> if we don't see that we're doing them, we don't ever know. So stop validating what is reflected to you. And this is a fine line. I wanna bring this in very quickly between trying to understand and learn through your reality, because our reality is a space, a container of experience and learning. 
Totally. We get to learn. That's why we're here. So there's a difference between, okay, trying to hear what your reality is telling you so that you can learn and then saying, okay, I, I learn now what I'm trying to overcome, what I'm trying to transcend, and I'm going to stop listening to that belief. You see the difference? There's a massive difference. So it's not like you just stop believing everything that you're experiencing because then you lose the value in the vast majority of the information. But when you're trying to shift a specific limiting belief, you can tune in on that and how that's reflected back to you and ask for that awareness. How do I believe that I lack? Show me all the ways, because it'll go beyond money if you really open it up. Your belief of lack is not just financial. It could be time or resources or love. It could be all kinds of things. Lack is a massive belief. And so as you begin to like ask, all right, I, I want to see this. And you can do that by starting to say, no, I have, you know, I'm abundant. And it'll start showing up. Here you go. This is where you, you don't believe that, right? Like we talked about. And so in those moments, that's when you want to choose. And the most intense experience, seeing that you are perceiving your reality through the filter of lack and then choosing to not. And that's a great time when, like Bree said, you can bring in gratitude. So those bills show up and here you are like, okay, I gotta pay these bills. We're really trying to be abundant here. You sit down and you're like, okay, this is the bill for water. I am so grateful that I have running water. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? That's an easy one. Electricity. Yeah. Really, really grateful that I have electricity. Oh, some frivolous clothes that I bought that I probably shouldn't have. Well, I'm really grateful that I, <laughs> I bought some frivolous clothes that I probably shouldn't have. Oh, but they, I like them. And I'm grateful that I get to do that. I'm grateful that I got to pick out frivolous clothes. Bringing in that gratitude into that moment. So now the brain is bringing all this information in the energy of gratitude, the energy of I have. And the brain gets to go, oh, do, 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 do. upgrading, reprogramming. So sometimes we have to not believe what we see. <laughs> Actually, I'll take that into like a lot of times, <laughs> especially as you first begin this process. You first begin this process, there's a lot of stuff that you should not believe that you see, okay? But then as you begin to reprogram yourself in a state of empowerment, abundance, love, gratitude, then that's what's reflected back to you. And then by all means, Believe the shit out of that. <laughs> so another way that this kind of came in, one last little thing that wants to be said is with the imagination. If you think of this is, is your canvas, right? Because we use that a lot too. Like this is your canvas and you're painting on your canvas, your reality, right? Through your projector. You can kind of like put in a film. That's what your imagination can do. It can put in like a film of color. 
<laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen those things you can put on the windows that bring in light and turn it to like refract the light and turn it into rainbows. <laughs> bring that literally over your reality through your imagination and bring in rainbows. That's kind of a silly example, but you get what I mean. Through your imagination, through your imagination, you get to have an imagination again. You get to spend a lot of time with your head in the clouds. And that's a really powerful place. Again, that's what I did a lot when I was younger. I really wasn't paying a whole lot of attention a lot of times to where I was. We talk about being in the now, and that is powerful too, of course. And then there are times where it's more powerful not to be in the now because the now was already created from your limiting beliefs. So yeah, there is power of the now. And then sometimes there's power in the not now, not in the future, not in the past. You're not trying to get either one of those places. You're just bringing through imagination your own movie of what could be happening right now. What is happening right now? Bringing that into the now and making the now a very, very, very different picture than what exact actually exists there. So again, a paradox, right? Be in the now, be present, pay attention, awareness of your reality. And here I am saying, nah, spend a lot of time in imagination. <laughs> and the beauty of this kind of stuff is, is there's a right time for both. So as you begin to play with this, of course you realize there are times when you need to be really present and in the now. And then there are times when you can be in imagination, you can be in the energy of creation. And you get to choose what you're creating. If you have any troubles connecting to your imagination, and you definitely want to tap into two different things. One, of course, your inner child. And two, some of your intuitive centers, like your sacral chakra. We have three intuitive centers, our sacral chakra, our heart, and our third eye. Sacral chakra is a lot of creative energy. And the women and the females connected to the womb, the space of creation creative energy there. And of course, the third eye, our projector. So you may have some distortions within those places that have really closed you down to your imagination. But I invite you <clears throat> to bring more of that in, to imagine more often, to start daydreaming like we call it. What were to happen if you spent a lot of time daydreaming 
and your ideal life. That's an exciting thought. I'm gonna leave you with one more thing as we're getting low on time. This question popped into my awareness today. I think it's perfect for this conversation. Who would you be or what would you be doing differently if you only had six months to live? So with your imagination, tap into that viscerally. Feel into what you do wanna actually bring into this moment. Maybe all of it's not relevant. Like a lot of people say that they'd quit their job. Okay, that might not be relevant. Maybe if you're spending more time in nature or with your loved ones or traveling, bring that in through your imagination. And start to be there in those moments, enjoying it, soaking it up, all the while rewiring your brain, your projector, recreating your reality. So I hope this is giving you some really great stuff to chew on. <laughs> There's a lot of information, but I think it came through really clearly. <laughs> and definitely begin to play with this. You can find me at www.shaktima.net. I also have a YouTube channel that you can find there on my website. I provide a lot of videos and information. I also do one-on-one -on -one personal transmissions where it's a one-on-one -on -one session over Zoom and we really connect to your intention. What are you wanting or needing to change in your life? And we go through via transmissions of energy to really unravel those limiting beliefs that you have, connecting you to the limiting belief because you might not even be aware of it, connecting you to it, shining light on it, bringing in energy to help transmute it. And then just as we talked about today, you get to go out and play with this new energy in your reality. So it's super powerful especially with this kind of knowledge, this kind of awareness. When you really shine light on those core beliefs that have been running your life through your subconscious, that is where massive, massive transformation can occur. And that is my playground, massive transformation. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining me here today. I'm here every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh yes, and the next episode is going to be authentic expression. What is it and how the heck do we do it? So I really hope to see you guys next Thursday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I could have easily ended like 10 minutes earlier. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm running out of content. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Sweet. Thanks. <laughs>